Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Perception Evolution Project by WCE. I am Jake Serini, a strategic account manager and head of marketing here at Windy City Equipment. Today's a pretty awesome day. I got a chance to sit down with our owner, Joel Zolan. Uh, Joel started the company out of his garage about 13 years ago. And, and since I started at Windy City, I kind of always wondered what the early days of the company, you know, back when they were ultra lean and, and you know, the struggles and trials and tribulations that Joel had to get through to to get to the point where we are at now. And, and you know, I found myself wondering what the process from, you know, day one was like until basically now. And, and you know, I could have wondered all day and I figured the best way to get that story is to ask Joel himself. So went over to Joel's office last week and I said, hey, Joel, you want to come on the podcast and just tell me the story of the old days? Let me know how it went and what some of the, the troubles were, the good times and the bad. So uh, Joel and I got a chance to sit down. Joel gave me the story. The uh, it, This is a quick recap, the big picture story of the early days of Windy City. Uh, after the podcast, Joel and I actually talked a little bit, and we're going to dive deeper into you know some of the things we went over um, in this podcast. You know, things like uh, hiring your first employees and some of the financial sides of owning and operating a new business, um, you know, when it's when it's a struggle, because, you know, that's a lot of the perceptions that people on the outside who never ran a business and, and only dream to kind of think, you know, everybody thinks it's it's all fun and games. And when you get to a certain level that you made it and you can kind of breathe easy. But as Joel says in this podcast, you know, getting to that level where people think that you're good and you're all set that's when it really starts getting scary because, you know, the financial implications and the families at stake, you know, Joel thinks about all of that. And, and, you know, I really appreciated my position here at this company even more than I already did by talking to Joel because, you know, in this podcast, you can really hear um, Joel's personality come out. Uh, it, it's not just about the business and the money and, and everything else to Joel. Joel really thinks about each employee, not even just as an employee, but he considers their family into the whole the whole thing. So, you know, this was a really, really cool conversation, and, and I'm glad I got to have it. So, uh, guys, I'm not going to keep you up all day jibber-jabbering. Let's get right into it. Uh, this is uh, the Perception Evolution Project number 41 with Joel Zolan, uh, the owner of Windy City Equipment. Hey, Joel, how's it going? Good, how are you? I am excellent. Thanks for uh, coming on, taking some time to speak with me today. Not a problem. Awesome. So the reason I ask you to do this today is because uh, the business has grown here at Windy City to, I mean, pretty awesome, in a pretty awesome place um, considering where it was when you started, which was essentially nothing. Um, so I, I've been fascinated by the overall story of Windy City and how we got to where we are today. And I, I found myself since I've been here in November kind of wondering what it was like back in the early days. So I, I figured the best way to to get that story is to 
ask you directly since uh, you were involved in all of it. <laughs> yeah, all of it. <laughs> okay, yeah. So as, as I'll say in the introduction I do after this, um, you're the owner of the company. You started it from pretty much nothing, right? No, from nothing. From literally nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Awesome. And and I want to get into that that beginning part of, of you know what it was like and the processes you went through and some of those things. But before we really get into it, I, I just was wondering, like, uh, what, what was your early life like? Where did you grow up? And go to high school, and, and what was that like? What was it like leading up until, like, kind of like a quick rundown of what it was like until the time you decided to uh, to come out to here to Phoenix? Um, okay, uh, I grew up in a suburb of Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which one? Uh, Skokie. Okay, yeah. And had a great childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm adopted, so okay. my parents told me from day one that I was the chosen one. Nice. <laughs> that they chose me. So. Uh-huh. Uh, it's all perception. It's how you look at things. So sure. uh, I went to Niles East High School until they closed. Mm-hmm. And then I finished, I graduated from Niles North High School. Okay. Um, into sports, the usual. Mm-hmm. Um, I was small, very small when I was a kid. Okay. Um, so. What sports did you play? Uh, I was in, I did Little League Baseball. Mm-hmm. And uh, did some wrestling and okay. also gymnastics. Oh, really? Okay. Which one did you prefer? Uh, gymnastics. Okay. Which, which actually led me to uh, a career as a stuntman. I was going to say, that makes sense, yeah. Yeah, so I did that for uh, 14 years, something like that. Wow, really? Yeah. Were you good? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You uh, you still got it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course, but, right? But, I, you know, I'm older. You uh-huh. know, it's, things don't heal as quickly as they used sure, to. Sure, sure. But, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was, I had a great life. Yeah. You know, it was uh, very supportive parents. Mm-hmm. So it was... Um, you know, I was pretty shocked when I told my dad I didn't want to go to college. I wanted to go to Hollywood and be a stuntman. Okay. Uh, I thought it was going to fall off the chair. Yeah. You know. So I, I was gonna, um, I was gonna ask you, like, when you were younger, what did you want to do, like, as a career? Was was stunts it from yeah. an early age yeah. because of the gymnastics? I'd assume. Yeah. Well, it was, you know, watching TV, playing cops and robbers, and yeah. <clears throat> You know, um, cowboys and Indians. I mean, it's mm-hmm. seemed like the natural progression. Sure. Um, so okay. So most people, when they watch like movies and things like that, they they want to be the actor and the star. What what made you gravitate? Like, did somebody put a bug in your ear about the stunt side of it, saying, "Hey, gymnastics would incorporate perfect into that," or, or did you kind of figure that out on your own? Uh, kind of on my own. Okay. But uh, I did have a gymnastics gymnastics coach that was, uh, um, you know, toyed with being a stuntman. Okay. Uh, so uh, I would pick his brain all the time. Yeah. And he said the only way to do it is to move to L.A. Right. So, yeah, that's pretty true. <laughs> so I did. Okay. Uh, when I was, I went to one year of college, mm-hmm. uh, which sucked. Mm-hmm. I hated it. Did you have fun at least? In college? Yeah. No, it was uh, uh, Columbia College in Chicago. Oh, okay. You know, I thought was it was the gonna, arts college? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. I was going to be a graphic designer. Yeah, but, sure. You know, that didn't fit the mold for that. No. No. <laughs> okay. So you were 19 when you went out to L.A.? Yeah. Yeah. What, what was that transition like? Because Skokie, uh, if you live in the Midwest, it's, it's kind of a, depending on where you grew up, like to, from where I grew up, that's a huge city. Uh, but to, like if you grew up in downtown Chicago, it's a small town. Mm-hmm. But but the transition from Skokie to L.A. must have been kind of a culture shock a little bit, right? You know, I really didn't even think about it. Okay. Um, you know, I was young, stupid. Yeah. So it was a grand adventure? Yeah, it was just... Yeah. You know, got up every day and went to the studios, knocking on doors, mm-hmm. seeing if I can get a job. Is, is that Was that the way to do it, you know, at the time and maybe still is a little bit? It's just going and putting yourself out there? Hustling. Yeah. 
hustling. Okay. Yep. Did you have like a speech you prepared mm-hmm. or, or you just said, hey, I, I want to do stunts, I'm good at it? No. Um, it's a very closed business, very okay. tight. So yeah. um, you find common interests mm-hmm. with, you know, the stunt coordinators and other stunt guys. And, yeah. Uh, you know, whether it's roping or riding dirt bikes or whatever, and mm-hmm. just kind of hang out and, you know, become yeah. friends with them. Okay. You know? Yeah. Um, did you have much success in there? How, how long were you out there? Um, I moved there in 83, and I left there in 89. Okay. And then I, I continued in... I continued with... Uh, uh, in the Midwest. Okay. You know, I was a uh, stunt coordinator for Unsolved Mysteries and things like that when they'd come to the Midwest. And really? Yeah, it was fun. Oh, that's cool. How did you get that job? Uh, just I'm a people person, so. Yeah, just knowing you know, people just, and making connections? Yep. Okay. That's pretty cool. Um, how long did you do that for? Uh, the total was about 14 years. Really? Yeah. Okay. Wow, I knew you did it. I didn't realize it was that long. Yeah. I left. My last film that I did, big film, was Natural Born Killers. Really? Yeah, I was a, just a stunt performer in there. Nothing, nothing fancy. Okay. Yeah. You know. Did you ever get hurt doing that? Um, never doing stunts. Yeah. You know, bumps and bruises. I mean, where you sure. you know aches and pains, but never yeah. broke any bones from it. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. You know, you think there is uh, you get hurt a lot more. I suppose the potential is there. You know, you try and eliminate the 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 risk factor, if you will. But yeah. Okay. It was all right. Is it all about technique? A lot of it's technique. Yeah. You know, it's not daredevil. It's calculated. Mm-hmm. So, okay. um, yeah, it was fun. Okay. You know, I hated the business, though. Did you really? Yeah. Cutthroat? Uh, cutthroat, uh, the politics, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, uh, you know, when I left the business, it was time. Yeah. You know, computers okay. were coming in. Mm-hmm. So on a film that they would have 100 stunt guys, yeah. it was going down to 15 stunt guys. Okay. Uh, sure. You know, I just saw the writing on the wall. Yep. Um, I have a lot of friends that are still doing it today. Yeah. But... They're uh, they're beat up. Yeah. Oh, I bet. They're sure. beat up. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So from stunts, you said you did it 14 years. Mm-hmm. Where, what did you do in between your last day of doing stunts and your first day of starting Windy City? It, it was funny. A, a friend of mine uh, had a repair business mm-hmm. in Chicago, and he asked me if I wanted to work with him. Okay. I knew nothing about it, so um, I figured, yeah, you know, it was a steady paycheck. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're a stuntman, you don't get a steady paycheck. You right. work, you know, a day here, day there, or you're on a film for three, four weeks, or whatever it is. Yeah. So, uh, worked with him, mm-hmm. and we, uh, uh, he ended up with uh, doing repairs for a pretty good-sized bakery in Chicago. Okay. And they ended up hiring me. Uh, my title was chief engineer, but I was mm-hmm. a glorified mechanic. Okay, sure. So, um, and I stayed there until uh, 2003. Okay. How much of what you learned doing that uh, kind of rolled over into Windy City? Everything. Everything. Hey, that was your foundation of of the industry? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I had had gone back to school uh, to get my certification in refrigeration Mm -hmm. and things like that, so... Uh, to hone my skills, but I, the, my ultimate goal was to have my own company. Yeah, even from the early time of, of starting into the industry? Yeah, I've always yeah. been entrepreneurial, you know, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, it was uh, uh, it was good. I mean, I worked at the bakery, and they had, uh, I built a new facility for them, mm-hmm. and I ended up getting a $300 bonus at the end of the year. Okay. Uh, it was 800, but normally they would give me 500, so an extra 300 dollars. Yeah. I called my wife and said, "You wanted to move somewhere warm. Where do you want to go?" Really? Yep. So, but while I was in school, uh, the very first day of class, 
Uh, I'll never forget the instructor said, if anybody has any, you know, uh, ideas of having their own company, mm -hmm. I suggest, uh, you know, Arizona or Nevada. They're dying for good service tax. The first day. The very first day. Okay. And I mean, that was like a beaming light coming down yeah. on top of me. Uh huh. Like, uh, <laughs> right. You know? So yeah. Um, finished school, got all my certifications and yeah, and whatnot, and still went back to work at the bakery. And mm -hmm. and uh, after I got the bonus, then yeah. that's when I called my wife and said, "You want to nice move somewhere warm? Where do you want to go?" And <laughs> we came out that weekend and bought a house. Really? Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. So, uh, in between that for that first day of school, when he mentioned mm -hmm. uh, Arizona um, and, and you coming out here. Did you spend a lot of time thinking about Phoenix? Like, did that stick with you from the beginning? Or, or did when you decided it, w it was time to start your own thing and go somewhere different, um, did you kind of go back to that and, and remember what he said? Um, that really stuck with me. Okay. Yeah. I never really forgot that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we had, her, my wife and I had, had talked about, you know, going somewhere warm and, mm -hmm. you know, we talked about Phoenix and sure. Um, I really didn't want to go to Nevada. Okay. But uh, any reason? Um, yeah, I like to gamble. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So that probably wouldn't have been a good thing. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> so we ended up uh, coming out here, mm -hmm. bought a house, yeah. and I got a job with a local company. Okay. Uh, lasted for about a month. Okay. Uh, couldn't make any money. Yeah. It was uh, just a weird situation with the way that they paid people and sure. whatnot. And uh, I met a guy that uh, asked me if I could fix his oven, mm -hmm. and I could, and I made more money on that one job than I had in the last two weeks. Wow. Okay. So that that probably helps. So I called my wife and said, "I'm quitting my job." Yeah. You know, and she's, "What are we going to do?" I said, "I'm going to start a company." Yeah. And um, so her and I started the company. Mm -hmm. She supported you right away. One hundred percent. That's awesome. It, it's nice to have that trust built in, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, even going back into the days, I always listened to, you know, Rush Limbaugh, and you mm -hmm. know, you can do this. You you know, there's nobody says you can't. Yeah. You know, so yeah. th that always stuck with me. Yeah. Um, it also, I have a, a stepbrother that started a mortgage company when he was, you know, in his forties mm -hmm. and did very well. So okay. You know, I said, well, they can do it. Why can't I? Yeah. So yeah. that really stuck with me. Yeah. One of my favorite, um, one of my favorite sayings, and, and in fact, I told my son Lincoln this just last night, even though he's three and he doesn't understand at all what I meant by it. But you know, they say that if anybody like you has already done it, you can also do it. There's no, there's nothing that steps there. There's no real anything that separates two humans. You know, if anyone's done it, it, it can be done. Yeah, and it's uh. I'm not going to say it's easy. No, no, and definitely I, and, not. And sacrifice, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and it's something that, uh, you know, you, you need support yeah. from, you know, credit card companies. Sure, that helps. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, because when you have no income, that's what you live off of. Right, right. Uh, so, um, but my wife was very supportive. Yeah. And it was, uh, uh, so Windy City was born. Okay. You know. Did you start out of the garage? Started on the garage. Okay, so I, I would assume the early days of the company were extremely lean. I guess uh, you could say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to the mm -hmm. point where you have no income. Yeah, literally you have no income. Mm -hmm. uh, but I was a hustler. Yep. So uh, I talked to everybody. Yep. When our son was in school, mm -hmm. my wife would go around handing out flyers to yep. restaurants, nice. and uh, you know, just trying to drum up work. Yeah. And I had met a guy that uh, was from Skokie, Illinois, mm -hmm. that owned a restaurant. Okay. And Do you remember which restaurant it was? Yeah, it was uh, a Five and Diner in Scottsdale. Okay. Yeah. Nice. And he had ended up, he actually went to the same high school as I did. Oh, really? Yeah. But he was, he's older than I was, so, yeah. but uh, gave me my first job. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. 
Okay. And uh, I didn't know what I was doing. I mean, I knew how to fix equipment, but yeah. I didn't know how to charge properly. I didn't know any of that stuff. Yeah. You, you learn as you go. Yeah. Um, you know, but you start making a little bit of money here and a little bit of money there. Mm-hmm. You're still living off of credit cards, paying the mortgage with the credit card, doing yep. everything you can to uh, car payments, credit card. Yep. You know, it's uh, you have to survive. You have to live. Mm-hmm. So, uh, especially with a wife and a kid, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, and uh, a second kid that was uh, was paying child support on from a first marriage. Right. Right. Who is Josh? Who is Josh of Windy City Equipment? Right. <laughs> uh, so. You, you have to figure it out. Yeah, and um, and you can't give up. Mm-hmm. So, did you uh, do any like self teaching in those days to try to figure it out, or or was it sort of I don't want to use the word experiment really, but but it's sort of trial and error. No, you you know um, I had an accountant who was a very good friend of mine. Okay, that uh, he was my accountant back in Chicago, so sure. he was a mentor. Mm-hmm. You know, told me you know take X amount of dollars and put it here when you make it and, mm-hmm. you know, do that type of thing. Yeah. Uh, I'm a firm believer in hiring people that are smarter than you. Okay. Yeah, that's a good strategy. You know, sure. people say that uh, uh, they're intimidated by that. I welcome that. Yeah. You know, so, mm-hmm. um, you know, and it wasn't long after that that I started making a little bit of money. Mm-hmm. You know, still you got a lot of debt, so you're paying that off. But yeah, uh, it uh, took some time. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. uh, then I... I hired a guy and that didn't work out. I hired another guy that didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're, you know, you're putting in literally a hundred hours a week. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's, uh, it is what it is. Right. Right. So I've always kind of wondered what the early days were like when it comes to sales because I know, like now I do sales for the company as well mm-hmm. as the marketing, but but I'm out there beating the pavement and you know I. Compared to you, I have the luxury, I guess you could say, of being able to spend entire days just going out to mm-hmm. to prospect and acquire new business. Where when you were doing it, you had to uh, you had to actually do the work and drum up new sales. And, and how did you balance in between those two in those days? Well, you know, it was selling myself, so that's pretty okay. easy. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was the one doing all the work. Yeah. It wasn't, you know, you have to sell for us and we have employees that do everything. Right. But uh, for me, it was just selling myself. So that was not really difficult because I believed in myself. Sure. Um, I believed in my abilities. Mm-hmm. Now, my background was in bakery equipment now, not restaurant equipment. Right. So I spent a lot of time talking to manufacturers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I spent a lot of time. Uh, you know, the internet wasn't real prominent back then. Yeah. So I would read a lot of books, um, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of it, I, y- y- you wing it. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I had the basic understanding of something. So mm-hmm. if you understand how it works, you can fix it. Okay. I should have asked this earlier. What year did the did you start the company? 2003. Okay. And how long was it before you started hiring new employees? Uh, probably my first employee was probably in 2005. Okay. Um and it, uh, you know, but I, you need to have people that have the same work ethic. And these, yep. you know, more people are interested in when can I have, you know, when's, what, when's quitting time and when's, you How know, many vacation days do I get? Right. Yeah. You know, I was a small company. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about any of that. Right, right. You, you would have liked somebody to just come on board and, and just say, I'm here to work. Tell me when to stop, right. essentially, right? No, it doesn't That's not work how it works. Way. No. Yeah. Okay. No. What, were, what were some of the biggest challenges? Um, you know, going from doing everything by yourself to, I would assume when employees come, you would have to sort of, um, you would have to trust them to, to do the work and do it properly. And was it a little bit of a battle to to let go of some of those things and trust other people to do what? Well, I didn't. 
Yeah. That was a big problem. Okay. Um, you know, when I would bring somebody on, they'd have to ride with me for the first month or so. Mm-hmm. Let's see what they can do. You know, yeah. everybody talks a big talk, but sure. when it comes time to actually applying it, mm-hmm. you know, you have to see how it works. Yeah. Um, and that holds true till now, even right. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's uh, uh, like I said, the guys didn't last very long. Yeah. You know, uh, it wasn't until uh, Josh came on. Mm-hmm. You know, we were at a. At, at, for my son's little league, we were at an award ceremony, and mm-hmm. he called me and said that, you know, he wanted to uh, move to California or move to Arizona from California. Yeah. And I said, uh, no problem. You yeah. know, what do you want to do? He said, I want to work with you. <laughs> so, um, did you support that right away? Do you think it was a good idea? Um, I did. My wife didn't. Okay. Um, you know, part of the problem was is that we didn't really, you know, to aff- you know to afford to pay him to make a living. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do that. Yeah. So. Um, you know, I mean, I could, but it would be taking away from us. Right. You right. Know, there so. was a there was a balance, a balance there. Right. Yeah. And uh, I think she also didn't want, uh, you know, because she saw how hard I worked, mm-hmm. she didn't want me to just to give everything to him. Okay. So, um, you know, but it was the best move I ever made. Mm-hmm. But you know, uh, I paid him very little. Mm-hmm. I taught him everything. Yep. He had to work a second job. Uh huh. I remember. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, you know, the first year he was there, he uh, saved enough money to buy a house. Wow. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would assume he has the same work ethic than you then. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we we see that here all the time. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's here the at first one here. And Four a.m. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So. Um. What? Okay. So, at what point did you really feel the growth of the company starting to 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 kind of jet up a little bit? Was there a time where it's like, wow, this is really starting to to move up? Well. You know, Josh brought us into the 21st century. Mm-hmm. You know, I still had the old school mentality. You know, have to get out there and do the job, and you know, on a handshake. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, I wasn't even accepting credit cards until Josh came on. Okay. Uh, but Josh saw that we were very customer orientated, yep. and he uh, uh, had me read some books mm-hmm. that uh, kind of opened my eyes to things. Okay. About. Uh, uh, wanting to uh if i didn't want to work on my hands and knees the rest of my life Mm -hmm. you know we were going to need to bring on people okay and i said well you're going to have to deal with them because i won't have the patience okay and uh so we agreed on that and uh we we brought on a tech Mm -hmm. and uh uh which was you know tough but Mm -hmm. we did it Mm -hmm. Uh, and i remember i was talking to one of our vendors and she had said to me that uh the work will be there don't worry about it okay and i said well i do worry about it yeah and next thing you know what i needed on to bring on another guy mm-hmm. and uh you know and then before you know it, we had you know three or four guys working out of my house okay you know they didn't we had a small office in there and yeah we worked out of the garage i didn't want to uh move out until i could afford to buy a place yeah okay that's and, a good idea too so that mm-hmm. was in uh 2013 13 okay Something like that. And that, that first office, is that the one just down the street from our current office? Yeah. That was the first one? The first one. Okay, awesome. Yeah. So how, what kind of um, changes did you uh, experience um, in the new office? Was it, did it open up bigger possibilities? It, was it, it created an easier workflow, or was it a damper in any way? It, 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 I was scared because yeah. it was a big building, so I figured that, uh, you know, I'll split it and rent out a portion of it to somebody. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, uh, we had hired an older guy mm-hmm. that uh, kind of guided us through and said, you need to get into refrigeration because we were doing just hot side work. Yep. And uh, uh, before you knew it, we were out of room. 
Yeah. And uh, we had hired on a couple of refrigeration guys, okay. and, and uh, we needed more refrigeration guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then we just started. The, our, the name was already out there, so mm-hmm. you know, people said, "You know, you got a problem with an oven? Yeah. Call Joel at Windy City; he'll take care of it." Okay. So it it, it kind of snowballed. Um, but that's really when the growth, I mean, mm-hmm. really got, you know, You really scary. felt it there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's the funny part is is from the outside of the entrepreneur world and, and to, I guess you could call them civilians, but to, to most people, you everybody thinks that the uh, everything's growing, it's getting so big, and that's the the super happy, exciting part. I don't think average people who don't experience themselves realizes that it's probably terrifying, right? It's you know, it's you, you don't have uh, endless supplies of money. Mm-hmm. So you know, I was financing everything, yep. uh, which takes away from me, yep. which is fine because it's the end goal is to grow the company and and you know eventually get my money back. Yeah, right. Um, not necessarily in a check form, but mm-hmm. you know, when I retire, I'll still have an income. Right. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Josh, when I relinquished the control over to him, mm-hmm. it was uh, hang on. Yeah, you know, yep. he really had a a, a strong vision, mm-hmm. and which is still there today. Absolutely, you know, because yep. we're not done growing. So we lasted in the other building uh, about four years. Okay, and uh, we were out of space. Yeah, we needed a bigger building. So when this one came available that we're in now, mm-hmm. uh, it was literally on the market for a day. Wow, really? Yeah, we were the first persons, first people to see it. Okay. And, uh, uh, my younger son was our realtor, and he's like, "Dad, if you want this building, you need to make an offer right now because yeah. there's three other people in line." Okay. So, we ended up getting the building. Yep. And, uh, and that was in September. This past September, you moved in. Something like that. Yeah. Because I, I yep. came out in or, first week of September to uh, check out the area, I guess mm-hmm. you could say. And you guys were still at the old office. And then when I actually moved out here and arrived and started working, we were at the new office. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, uh, and that was pretty quick. I mean, from the time we signed the deal to to moving in was, mm-hmm. a, you know, about a month. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Month and a half, something like that. It was pretty quick. Wow. Yeah. And so. another scary uh, oh, transition, yeah. I'd assume. Of course. Of yeah. course. It, it's everything is scary. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, and now we have I don't know thirty some odd employees, mm-hmm. and you know it, it keeps me up at night because yeah. they're you know there's a lot of families that rely on my yeah. company for yeah you know. Their their livelihood. So I mean, yeah. it's yeah, it's it's a huge. Uh, uh, but if it was easy, everybody would do it. Right, right, for sure. And you know, that's one of the things that attracted me to working with you guys. Like, obviously, I knew Josh and Miles, and I knew what you guys were up to. But you know, I hear you talk about that a lot about how you you don't just t- think about the company and your business. You you speak a lot about the people here and the families, and, and you're, I feel like you're keeping that in mind a lot about it's not just the people in this building and, and in our trucks with with the logo on the side. It's it's everything that comes with those people, and, and you know. I think uh, I definitely appreciate that. You know, you you think of this business as all of the families and not well, just the people in it. You know, when we interview people, I tell everybody the same thing. I want everybody that works here mm-hmm. to be rich. Mm-hmm. I want them all to make enough money to be very very comfortable in their lives. Mm-hmm. I want them to come here to work because they want to, not because they have to. Mm-hmm. And it's a mindset. It's a it's completely different. And uh, so we look for particular people when we're hiring. Sure. And that's why a lot of people don't make it past the 90-day probationary period. Right. Yeah. You know, they just they it, you know, they're looking for a paycheck. Yep. Um 
And they usually self-identify themselves. Oh, of course. Pretty quickly, pretty it quickly. seems like, even in the short time I've been here. Yeah. Yeah. We usually know within the first week or two if somebody's going to make it or not. Yeah. Yeah. It's that simple. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we look for character. You can train somebody to do whatever. Right. Uh, uh, but you can't build character. Yeah. That's something that they have to have or they don't have it. Yeah, for sure. Um, a second ago, you had just made a comment, and kind of to close up here, I'll, I'll kind of bring it to here. Um, you, you said we're, we're not going to be growing yet. Where, where do you see the future of this company going? Um, you know, obviously from starting in the garage, uh, you know, when you start in the garage, where we're at now could be the, the end game, you know, from where you were. This probably it would have sounded like where where you wanted to go. But now that we're here, where, where do you see it all? What do you see? You know, it's uh, Josh and I've had long conversations about that. Mm -hmm. uh, that, you know, I want our employees, kids to mm -hmm. want to work here. Mm -hmm. So it's we're, we're not done growing by any means. Mm -hmm. uh, we're here. We're in Tucson. Mm -hmm. uh, we're we're looking into Yuma, okay, and then uh, staying in Arizona, and then branching out to other states, okay, not California. <laughs> yeah, everyone's been very clear about that. Yeah, yeah, you know, But it was when I started the company. George Bush was president, which mm -hmm. was great because uh, it was you know the economy was was doing very well. Mm -hmm. Now a lot of people say it was a bubble, and obviously it was because it popped. Mm -hmm. uh, when Obama was president. You know, you had to work twice as hard to make the same money you were making, sure. you know, earlier. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, as long as the economy is doing what it's doing and, mm -hmm. you know, you you shift, you you adjust, you have to make changes. You know, we never yeah. sold equipment before, mm -hmm. um, but during the Obama years, we had to, you know, people Good. didn't have the extra money just to go to the restaurants like they are today and like mm -hmm. they were back in the early 2000s. So, mm -hmm. uh you know, you change your shift. So I'm like, well, we'll start selling equipment as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you you have to make adjustments and be flexible. Yeah. You can't be very rigid in what you're doing. You're, it's, you know, you're constantly fluid. You're constantly, mm -hmm. uh, you know, observing, you know, the surroundings. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, knock wood, we are, we're a very strong company mm -hmm. and, you know, we've got great people. Yeah. Great people and uh, very fortunate to be where we are today. Yeah. Awesome. Hey, I uh, really appreciate having this conversation. It's uh, it's been fun. It's it's cool to hear from your perspective of of you know the the true story and and you know you said some things that are kind of some gems for anyone you know is thinking of of starting their own company because I mean we have a really good audience on this and and a lot of our audience are actually technicians themselves. It's like half technicians, half facility managers because that's the point of this podcast is to sort of bridge the gap between service companies and facilities facility managers and, mm -hmm. and kind of just talk about, you know, those relationships. But, um, you know, there, a lot of our people that follow, especially our YouTube channel, we have like 3,500 subscribers on YouTube. And just based on the comments that we get, a lot of those people are technicians. And I would guarantee that there's a percentage of them that have aspirations to uh, to start their own company. So to hear these stories from you directly is, is really inspirational to some of them, because I think it really shares that it, it's not all fun in games but it's rewarding right it, it, it without a doubt it's rewarding mm -hmm. uh, but it's hard work mm -hmm. it's sacrifice yeah and that means that you may miss your kids baseball game you mm -hmm. may miss a birthday party you may miss things like that yep. um, especially when you're just starting out yeah but it's uh, you know I would encourage anybody if they have anybody you know any any ambition at all to want to work for themselves mm -hmm. you know to do it go for it huh? yeah 
You only live once. <laughs> you got it. And with that, I guess uh, we're done for today. So, hey, Joel, thank you again. And uh, we'll see you around. Sounds good. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. To hear more truths, make sure to follow the podcast and subscribe on YouTube and all the popular social platforms. If you're like me and prefer it all in one spot, make sure to sign up for our newsletter by the link below. If there's anything at all you want me to talk about, send me a message, comment, email, find a way to let me know. Be sure to like and share to be part of the solution and stay tuned to see the industry change one perception at a time. Thank you.